Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's Squiggly Career Podcast from Amazing If. I am Helen. I'm one of the co-founders of Amazing If, and I'm here as ever with the other co-founder, Sarah. Hi everyone. And this week on the podcast, we're going to be talking about how you can create a vision for your career. Um, and this is something a topic that we cover in one of our courses, which is called My Future. You can have a look at that on um, amazingif.com. But when we talk about um, a vision for your future and in the context of kind of your future career, we don't really believe in these kind of rigid career plans that say what you're going to be doing, you know, one year, two year, five years out from now. We're much more in the space of exploring your career possibilities, looking at how you can use your strengths in different contexts and, and kind of just taking a much more explorative route to your career in the future but it can be useful to have some kind of vision because sometimes I think people can feel a little bit lost if they've got no idea of what they want to do so instead of plans and kind of rigid structures we're much more about possibilities and visions that can motivate and drive you and that's what we're going to be talking about today so I thought maybe we'll start with a definition and we can talk a little bit about why visions can be important. And then we'll get straight into how we've brought visions to life in, to help us kind of explore our career futures. And we'll then go on to some tips so that you can specifically do that for you. So a definition then of what is a career vision? I was having a bit of a, doing a bit of research. You know, I love some research, Sarah. <laughs> She's laughing because I just do. I just like get really stuck into it and I stick loads of quotes everywhere. But um, I haven't got any cheesy ones this, this week, uh, but some of the things that I found to define what a career vision is is um a career vision is a mental image a clear mental image of who you want to be and what you want to do in the future um, and another one i quite liked was your vision is a picture of what you aspire to and what inspires you in your work life and what i quite liked about both of those is that it it's it kind of makes it visual, makes it tangible. So this idea that you can have a vision in your mind of something that interests you and inspires you, but actually making it a vision that's useful in your career requires you to turn that into a mental image or actually sometimes like a physical picture or a digital picture of what it looks like. How do those how do those definitions that I have found compared with your idea of what a career vision is, Sarah? Well, a bit like you, I've well, probably in, but in a very different way, I've been mulling over career visions this week, knowing that we were going to talk about it, because I was actually having almost a battle in my own mind about visions and how visions actually fit within the squiggly careers context. Um, so you go away and you do, you do your research and I sort of have mental <laughs> battles with myself. <laughs> yeah, and um, which is probably a good reflection, actually, of our relative <laughs> strengths there. But um, and the reason I get a little nervous about visions is kind of two things. 
One, you know, we know within squiggly careers, there's more ambiguity in kind of all of our contexts. There's more, there's, you know, it's not as predictable. And so, you know, there's a, there's a, I think, a fair question from people about going, well, is it worth doing a vision if I'm not sure what the future is going to look like? Um, and I, I'm sure we must have mentioned it before, but someone told me about it again the other day. You know, that thing on the BBC where you can put your job in and see just exactly how quickly we're all going to become a robot. So, yeah. you know, if we're, going to, if we're going to become a robot, should that basically just be our vision? <laughs> how to not become a robot? So that was my first um, almost thought and actually, you know, genuine kind of concern about going, this has got to be something that's actually going to be useful. And then the second thing, which um, I'm really adamant this shouldn't be about, um, is just a kind of platitude of visions that don't feel realistic or, you know, just these things that feel like these big, almost like statements but then there's no, how do I get there or how does that help me? It's just mm-hmm. this sort of big ethereal thing. Because I actually think that's very kind of very like anti-amazing if I think I wrote down. I was like, I don't want <laughs> people to look, be listening to this and be like, oh, vision, that sounds like so airy-fairy. Cause I can, yeah, even that, I like that idea as a stamp, Sarah. We should have like the yeah. anti-amazing if yeah, stamp. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, stuff. So I, I thought, so that, that was my starting point. I was going, so I sort of dissected it and then I built it back up <laughs> in the following ways. Um, there, were, there were two things that kind of convinced me that this still works within a squiggly career um one is that this idea of having a work in progress attitude to life in general i think is uh you know ever present and something that we kind of really endorse within the squiggly careers so i don't think the ambition here is to come up with some sort of tick box exercise of going oh i've now got this vision thing it's just about ticking those things off and then there'll be a point at which i'll have be done or I'll have achieved that I really liked the word um kind of how you're in you're kind of what are you inspired to be doing how are you inspired to be spending your time and I don't think this is about time frames I think this can be really useful in a month's time and it can be something where you're you're kind of making progress to something bigger but by starting now so I think this idea of going this is this is not about something that doesn't you don't do anything about so kind of taking action and I think the second thing that convinced me um, is actually, in my experience, it works. So that this idea of taking the time to articulate a really clear vision for yourself um, helps you to make decisions, points you in the right direction for you, and I think helps you to be really intentional. And one of the things that we hear a lot from people in squiggly careers is that um, at their worst, they can feel uh, quite overwhelming. People are not sure uh, what direction to take. And you can actually end up feeling quite lost and you know lonely. And we've, we've kind of talked about that before. And I think these visions and doing them in the right way for you in a way that works for you can help you overcome some of those anxieties. So um, my conclusion after all of that thinking, <laughs> of which I was just going through it in my own mind, um, was that this is a good thing and it's helpful and it's going to help you next week and next month, not just in three years' time. It reminds me of uh, um, the third uh, definition that I found aligns, I think, with what you were saying there. Um, so visions stem from your values and passions, but the, it was the second point that I think is the real align. They shape our actions and they invest our work with meaning. Yeah. So I really like that they shape our actions. So to Sarah's point, it's not this ethereal future state thing. It's something that inspires you that can shape your action today. And I think I also quite like that, invest your work with meaning so that, you know, sometimes you might be in a job and going, oh, why am I doing this job? But if you understand it's because you want to 
you know, I don't know, be a thought leader in that industry or become a leader or whatever it is. Sometimes I think having a vision can help you connect what you're doing today and why you're doing it in a way that if you've not got the vision, you might sometimes be scratching your head and thinking, oh God, am I in the right place right now? So how about we make it a little bit more real if for anybody that's still in the, mm, this sounds slightly woolly concept by kind of what we've done. So if I, I'll go first, Sarah, then maybe you could share yours. Yep. I know we've got slightly different ways of doing it. So I started um, about, gosh, oh, I don't know, when did I do my first one, Sarah? About five years ago, I started to create a, a visual um, vision. So we talked about that picture thing. I have very literally collected uh, images from like generally magazines or that just got around the house or images that I find really, really inspiring. And I didn't really analyse it too much. I literally ripped them out of magazines. I put them into one of those little plastic folders for a while. And once I had a, a kind of wallet of these images that was... Um, full I knew that I could kind of create like think of a collage that sounds like a bad art project doesn't it but um and I just <laughs> sat there and I tried to make sense of all these images and um you know maybe I'd got a couple that were sort of saying the same thing to me and I only needed one of them but eventually I whittled down all these bits of scraps of paper that I'd, I'd pulled out of magazines some of them were words as well that were in the magazines that really appealed to me some of them were pictures of people some of them were I don't know illustrations didn't didn't really like I said, didn't analyze it but I put it together into a picture and I'll put this on the blog post that we put on the website on amazingif.com to accompany this podcast so go over there and have a look at it that's kind of one that I the first one that I did five years ago but when I had completed that so you've got like an A4 page basically full of lots of pictures I found it a really inspiring thing to look at and it just spoke to me and motivated me about what I wanted my career and life I'd probably say mine crossed over into life as well like and I had some home life things and everything from what I wanted my home to look like. So I wanted it quite white and clean. That's not what it looks like <laughs> right now. Um, but And some kind of couple stuff as well. Um, so I, yeah, mine probably crossed over into a kind of life vision as well as a career I probably linked them together but I found it really inspiring and I had it as a picture that I put in my in, in my room like on my my uh, pin board my cork board I took a photo of it and I had it as my screensaver um and I probably had it like vis- vis- visible sorry visual visible uh for about a year like it was my screensaver for about a year it was in on my corkboard in my study for about a year and then I took it off but I can still look back at that I've kind of done um Pinterest versions of this since um and I've also moved on to some kind of like affirmations that I'll talk about but I can still look at that and I really I still connect with it and if I if I kind of go under the skin of why that is I think it's because a lot of my um the vision that I created it was about my values so for example freedom and how that shows up like I created um I've actually got this picture of this woman with balloons because that's kind of like freedom to me now that was important to me then and it's still important to me now so uh either you know when Sarah was talking earlier about we know this stuff works for me that's something that I created five years ago about what I wanted my career and my life to look like and it's still I can still look at it today and really feel inspired and motivated by it um, I was just saying as well that I've moved on to, I've also looked at affirmations now. So these are more in the um, space of manifestos. So kind of words to bring it to life where I've, I've basically written a bunch of statements that I find really, really inspiring. And I have those saved in notes on my phone. Um, and sometimes when I meditate, I'll kind of go to them. Sometimes I just flick at them in a day. But that also, um, I find that really inspiring to look at these statements about how I want to live my life um, and particularly 
particular quotes that really inspire me and um that that is also something that i can connect with and i use them <laughs> sarah's like i don't do that you at are all. so cheesy but i do love <laughs> you so much <laughs> I just, i'm really like... struggling not to laugh <laughs> only so because mean. i was listening to um have you seen the thing on the internet where mark Wahlberg talks about his day and it's no. like it's it's insane in terms of um just like his oh, routine maybe I and it have. kind of Doesn't get up at like two o'clock yeah yeah so it's that so three o'clock yeah in response to that I don't know if you saw Oprah Winfrey um replied with what she does in terms of her day <laughs> and and you know obviously she starts her day with some affirmations and I was like oh look at you living the dream <laughs> <laughs> but so you don't do it Miss Mockery no uh, but um <laughs> for someone who does do it it actually sets a really positive intent for it of does. your day and so you need to take a bit of time to determine what those affirmations are and then find a way to fit them into your life they're literally just positive statements about how you want to show up and how you want to live your life and it's not like mine isn't religious I'm not religious it's just kind of the way so I always want to bring energy into the into relationships and conversations that I have that's kind of like part of mine so um it's just stuff like that. So it's not, Sarah will laugh at me and mock because we come at this from slightly different places. But I'd say if you're slightly more of a meditator, a journaler, that kind of vibe, then affirmations may be something that could be interesting for you. And actually, I do know um, as much as I do mock because it's fun to do that. <laughs> it's a right um, to do that as a friend. <laughs> I actually do really love things like School of Life. Um, and School of Life, you can buy like sets of cards, which are like confidence cards or affirmation cards. Um, and I've seen things like that and got things like that in slightly different ways in the past um, and really love them. I think they're really useful. I think the really important thing with visions um is actually just finding like a way to do it that feels like right for you. Oh, so totally. you know, not doing it because you feel you should, just going, you know, are you a visual person? Do you prefer to write things down? Uh shall I talk a bit about how I've done it in the past? Yes. Yes. Um which actually is still relatively visual. Um but I did an exercise um five or six years ago which I which was so like it was funny you know when you have like aha moments I actually had like a proper aha moment which I don't think happens that often I think usually actually you figure this stuff out bit by bit as you go and connect the dots but um we were doing an exercise which I now call it wasn't called this but um I love this name so I just stick with it (laughs) and Helen knows I love this name which is uh visionary pictionary and really, I like it because it rhymes, essentially. But as what you uh, do, the way you do visionary pictionary is, as the name implies, you just pick a point in the future and you draw, um, what are you spending your time doing? That's it. That's that's the question. It's really, straight, really straightforward, really simple. Um, but you have got to draw it in a way that somebody could kind of guess in terms of what you're spending your time doing. And the first time I did this, I actually... Um, was encouraged to do it I was doing it with somebody else so you're there like drawing these like rubbish pictures uh, in my case and um, it's what's really fascinating about doing that and like if you are listening to this just you can do this in five minutes you can do it in an hour you know you can do it multiple times you don't kind of have to sit sit and go oh I must do this in a kind of quiet space where I've got loads of time it's really fascinating to see what you draw in what order and what it helps you to figure out um, and for me, there were kind of three things. One, I figured out um, in my personal life, I was already uh, really happy. Now, I think obviously intuitively, I probably knew that. But um, not only was I already happy, but it was all of the things that I drew first. And I never thought that would be the case. If you'd suddenly gone to me, right, pick a point in the future, what are you spending your time doing? 
I am so motivated by the work that I do and, and really enjoy the work I do. I think I thought that would have always come first, but I probably had drawn three or four different things before I got to anything that was work-related. Um, so I just found that that was just fascinating. And so though it sounds really boring, one of my aha moments was actually how important it is to maintain the things that I already had, um, in like personally, that were making me really happy. So like, sounds really boring, but it was like, <laughs> actually... Um, it's not to be underestimated because you still have to invest in those things. Um, and it's really easy to, if you've already got them, to kind of forget about them or neglect, neglect them. them. Yeah, yeah. And so it was it was a real moment of clarity for me in terms of going, oh, wow, the things that make me happy um, are actually really like boringly straightforward and simple, like lots of people, um, I guess, around like, you know, spending time with your friends and the, some of the sport I love to do and going for nice coffees with people and that kind of stuff, having time to read. But actually, I realised just how important some of that stuff was to me so that was kind of the first thing the second thing I figured out was actually um when I was doing that drawing when I did get to some of the work things just how much of a kind of portfolio vision I was drawing there was no single kind of work vision in terms of going oh, I must get to this job or I must get to this outcome and this was you know it's probably slightly before we got to the squiggly uh, kind of outcome and squiggly thinking and essentially what I was drawing was a squiggly career without quite having known it at that point but I realised then that actually a portfolio career, a portfolio world of work was what I wanted now and not something that I was going, oh, yeah, you know, maybe I've, I've there's an assumption that I've got to wait till I'm 60 before I can do that. So actually talking about taking actions, I started working towards that. I remember like literally two weeks later, I started going, mm. OK, so what might that look like? What could I actually do? And then it gave me the third thing, it gave me the confidence to start experimenting because back to that original point, I knew why I was experimenting. So I started setting up some learning and development programs. I started doing some leadership programs, started thinking about coaching. And before though, before then, I sort of known those things were interesting to me, but hadn't really done that much about it. Whereas suddenly I was going, no, th these are things I need to prioritise in terms of my time because I, I know that it will help me get me where, get, get where I'm going and I'll enjoy it in the short term as well. So actually, um, having mocked Helen, you know, that's also quite a fun. Uh, it's, you know, it's not it's not a super serious kind of exercise to do. It's really easy to do. It's quite fun to do it with someone else, particularly a friend. I would say, um, I actually did it with someone I didn't know that well, and even that that actually works. You know, it works quite well. There's no there's no judgment from someone you don't know particularly well, which is which is kind of nice. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And you don't have to be good at drawing as well. I think that sometimes people <laughs> no. might be put off because they might think, oh, but I can't draw. Mm. We can't. Do you want me to draw Sarah mine for next week? <laughs> Shall I commit to doing that? And just to show you, where, 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 yeah, where, where, where are you going to put it on the on the blog post or on the yeah. on uh, okay, oh, we'll I don't mind. Or, on, an Insta- or an Instagram. We'll, I'll, I'll, I'll put it on, I'll I'll put it on both. Sarah draw, Sarah can draw it, and then uh, if you head over to either um, Amazing If on Instagram or over to amazingif.com when when this podcast is out, uh, yeah. you'll be able to see both mine and Sarah's and see. I think again, you'll see that they're not they're not beautiful works of art they're just collections of things that inspire us and enable us to take action today i'm very conscious that those things are both quite visual things yeah i think sometimes people really like love to write um and that's a really useful way you know writing things down is really helpful for some people to kind of get things out of your especially if you are quite reflective it's a good way to kind of get things out of your brain and just into kind of the real world um and this is the other thing that i've done which i also found really helpful is just write write the end of this sentence which is I'm at my happiest when dot, dot, dot. And then literally write a stream of consciousness until you can't write anymore or set yourself a time limit and you have to keep writing or thinking for the whole of that time. So you might go, right, I'm going to start at 7pm and I'm I'm not going to finish until 7.30, even if it means I spend 10 minutes just sitting thinking about this or not sure what else to write. But I'm going to just let myself try and get everything out in terms of answering that question I'm at my happiest when and then that's always really interesting to see kind of when I've seen other people do that exercise as well it's amazing like some people literally write bullet points <laughs> you know they're like that's the way they think they they think in such a kind of concise and considered and articulate way they're like right here, here is my bullet points which I'm always amazed by when I did it it was like scrolling paragraphs and sentences that were like four or five lines long you know with like zero pauses yeah. uh, so it really was very much stream of consciousness but that's another kind of easy way to just have a go at um getting into this kind of thinking it is and I'm, I'm so opening the door to you mocking me again saying this but I'm trying to think of it remind me when we were saying that about another thing that I do with my husband every year so this is more of setting a vision for the year than a kind of one version of a career vision but um on the 1st of um January every year my husband and I write a card for what we want to achieve that year so on the 1st of January 2019 we'll write a card about what we want to achieve and it is that exactly what Sarah said it's a stream of consciousness it'll be about work family life and then we see it up and we put it away in a drawer and then on December the 31st so New Year's Eve we open it and kind of read it to each other and we reflect on you know how <laughs> the reality so can you remember what's in your one because no not at all not can at you all do you know what my um little boy I have a boy who's um nearly four years old called Henry and I found him going through my office drawers the other day and he was right. ripping things up and he'd ripped open the card <laughs> and I was like no seal the card or I'm doomed so <laughs> so um yeah when are we actually come to open open that probably slightly drunkenly on um, on uh, the 31st of uh, December this year um we're gonna have to navigate the fact that he's really ripped the card and I'm gonna have to probably piece it together a and little how bit you but found no, no. It when you've done it before so I'm trying to remember really? I'm sure you must have told me but you've when so when you've opened it in previous years do you feel does it make you go oh I've done more yeah, than it makes I thought me really happy. or happy no, no, or um, some the, the odd thing I'll think I won't have done but it's always the tactical stuff I've not done like I've not read a book a month or whatever but actually the really meaningful stuff the 
I want to feel, uh, I don't know, uh, happy about the work I do. I want to feel you know, positive about the contribution I've made to other people. I want to be able to name five people that I've made a difference to. Those sorts of things I've done. And, um, and it's always felt really, really positive to look back on it. So I, I think that's potentially, you don't, you don't, you know, you could just do this on your own. I do it with my husband because we're that cheesy couple that do that every year. And it's now just like a little, I've got all the cards. We've done it for about six years and I've kept all of the cards every year because I just think it'll be a nice thing to look at when we're old and grey, if we're not already. Um, But I find that just a nice thing to do annually and it makes me feel like I'm sort of stepping towards something and growing each year. Um, Yeah, it's nice. So should we talk about some uh, almost like useful questions and like tools and techniques that if you're kind of going, okay, I've sort of, I've bought this now. I get, I get that this is uh, something that might be useful for me. And we've given you a few ways to do that. Some other kind of hints and tips that might be useful. Yeah, absolutely. So my, the first one I think is, um, I can do it quite quickly, is really fundamental, uh, which is about tuning into your values. So I think a lot of what will help you to navigate an uncertain future is understanding what makes you you what motivates and drives you um and uh, you know if i think about the pictures that were on my lovely collage um a lot of that i could tie back to my values so for me that is a great starting point um you can cope with a lot of uncertainty if you know that stuff we have done a podcast on values so um that is a good listen. Also over on amazingif.com, there is a blog post that is on values and there's some more links in there as well, some different toolkits to help you explore your values. So for me, that's action number one, tune into your values, uh, listen to the podcast, head over to the blog post and that'll get, you know, you can take some action then. Um, and then one other idea, which um, I've shamelessly stolen uh, from a guy called Ian Sanders, um, who is a coach and he does creativity and kind of storytelling workshops. Um, and he's done some coaching with with me in the past is he asks a really um interesting question as part of his coaching which is if you were going to do a ted talk what would you do it on and i think that's actually a really uh interesting way to think about the kind of the what's important to you and what do you want to be spending your time on because if you think about the implication behind doing a ted talk even though they're kind of very short they're usually people who have invested lots of time energy motivation um into something into something that they're really passionate about and often that kind of ted talk is a way of distilling all of that into kind of something kind of short and inspiring um and it's not to kind of imply sometimes i think that can feel a bit like overwhelming because you think oh god like some of these people who do these ted talks have like i don't know cured incredible diseases or (laughs) or done these amazing things but you know your equivalent of a ted talk i think we kind of get the premise and actually i did find that when he asked me that question I think I thought I would be able to answer that really quickly and I and I couldn't. Yeah, you've got um, me thinking about it now. Yeah, and it and I can now because if I was now going to do one, I would do one on the squiggly, squiggly career. careers. Yeah, yeah. So, so now yeah. I can. But at the time, I think there was kind of a few things that I was passionate about and interested in, but I'd not kind of landed on that one thing. Um, and, you know, your vision isn't just about one thing, but I did I did find that kind of helpful to just start to distill, you know, some of the choices that you're making in terms of how you're spending your time. Yeah, I think that um, when you were talking about the uh, kind of writing uh, your thoughts down on paper, I think using thought-provoking questions to inspire you is a really good thing. So the, what would you do your TED Talk? Uh, maybe even like how do you define success? Like understanding what success looks like for you because it is very different for for all of us and there's no judgment about what that is there's um a linkedin campaign as well which is all around kind of the what was the title of the campaign sarah what's the hashtag it was uh this is success 
this is success um, mm-hmm. and that had everybody's uh, kind of they, people that contributed that campaign defined what success looked like for them so there's some ideas there but maybe don't even look there just start with it yourself you know don't be too influenced by other people um, but that could be something that could help you to generate some thinking about what success looks like for you or um, another one uh, that's kind of uh, also quite visionary is uh, think sort of 40 years out from now you're being presented with you know a lifetime achievement award for something <laughs> but what what's that person saying about you what impact have you had on others or the world or whatever your kind of motivation and driver is it's just I think putting yourself into different places whether it be on a stage or 40 years from now um and just so that you can reflect on some stuff that's important to you and looking for themes I think you know answer all of those questions and look for the themes so tip number three then is to start to collect uh things that inspire you so whether you use this um in like a collage like i did or maybe it's just a folder of things that you can look at uh, and kind of excite you about your future so that could be images like i did it could also be jobs uh, and it's not because you want to do the job but there's something about that job that's really interesting um that could be something that you could kind of keep in that folder um also people who inspire you as well you can kind of collect them um on twitter and things you can create those um groups of people so you might have like inspiring it doesn't have to be leaders but kind of inspiring people um, so you can collect those. They're quite useful for your vision because you might, um, you know, aspire to achieve some of the things that they're achieving. But again, you're looking for themes um, because in all of that um, collection of inspirational stuff will be some themes. You know, maybe it's about philanthropy. Maybe it's about helping others. Maybe it's about making a business very successful. Maybe, you know, it does, again, there's no judgment about the thing. But I think you start with if you don't know at the moment, you're like, I don't know what my vision is. Just Um, don't rush it um, but just start collecting things and looking for themes across the different bits and bobs that you're 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 kind of storing away I've also done it for uh, companies which is the thing that we kind of didn't mention there I think there are companies that you can look to who you think oh they really inspire me for a certain reason you know it might be because they're incredibly creative in terms of things they do it might be because they are you know saving the world in some way shape or form um it might be because they've uh, created you know really kind of positive culture or they've got um a leader who you you find really inspiring but there are definitely companies that i look at that are quite far removed from maybe my day-to-day in terms of what they do in terms of their output but there's something in them that i find just like interesting and inspiring and kind of connects to my vision in some way So I'll just recap then on the three tips that we've gone through, just so you're really clear if you are in the car or running or wherever you are listening to this. So tip number one then to make it a vision work for you is to tune into your values. Tip number two is to use some thought-provoking questions to stimulate your thinking. And tip number three is to collect images, quotes, jobs, people, companies, whatever inspires you and look for themes across them all. And we've got lots of resources this week that will help you. Um, there's a really good article on goal setting and uh, turning your vision and goals for your career plans. There's one from Forbes on how to create a vision. Um, there's also one around manifestos as well. So Sarah talked earlier about kind of if you if you like writing more and there's some examples of that. It's, we'll link them all on the blog post over at amazingif.com. And I just wanted to say um, really quickly, thank you to everybody who takes the time for reviewing and rating us. Um, we really do appreciate it. It absolutely makes our day um we get so excited you should see the whatsapp messages that we send to each other <laughs> there's a lot of screenshotting going on between sarah yeah. and i when we get nice reviews thank you well all um, our reviews we screenshot to each other yeah so it makes our day it also makes us um 
hopefully help us to kind of realise that we're helping people and it's worth us doing them every week. And we love to know what topics you'd like us to cover uh, that we've not covered already, or maybe you'd like us to look at something a bit differently. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at amazing um, if, or you can tweet us at amazing underscore if, or just email us at getintouch at amazing if.com just to let us know your thoughts, your ideas. And if you do get two minutes this week to rate and review us um, on iTunes, we uh, massively appreciate us appreciate it it just means that um we can continue to do the podcast every week um which we love doing um, and hopefully you're kind of enjoying listening and yeah so next week um we're actually going to talk about growth mindset managers so um we've talked before about growth mindset and just how important it is um lots of times you could basically play um growth mindset bingo i suspect with uh, our podcasts each week but what we'd like to focus on particularly next week is what does it mean to be a growth mindset manager and we'll make sure that it's relevant for people who are managers today but also if you're aspiring to be a manager what are the things that you can start practicing now what are the things that you can start role modeling within your teams that can really mean that you uh, are creating a really brilliant environment for everyone to work in so I'm really looking forward to that because we've got so many great articles and resources. And funnily enough, I was on a training course today and they brought up a slide on growth uh, growth mindset. And I was like, well, <laughs> have I got some good stuff to talk to you about? <laughs> basically, but they were like, I bet they like, regretted that day. I know, I know. I started just talking about it for 10 minutes and I was like, well, don't put that slide up again. So yeah, I'm excited to have um, a podcast talk about kind of the manager side of things. So I think that is it for this week. We will be back with you all next week. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.